like the greatest now I'm like the greatest now what is going on everybody Dylan Meadows it's the third degree podcast how are my people doing my community another great week um Wednesday night here with my good friend Zach Zach tell everyone what's up uh not a whole lot there sir you know life's good uh a little uh disappointing start to the week from monday night but we won't go there uh i won't say that uh minka fitzpatrick is a bitch but can i say i'm sorry my bad i i know you I can think- this is why this is why we have this platform we we tell it like it is we, we say I, what I is on our mind <laughs> i went there and i know we're in college but i'm it's a little still bitter right now you know he's he's uh but yeah other than that life's good you know College football is rolling into week uh, week five, and uh, we're ready to go. Well, four, but, you know, week zero. Ah, <laughs> no, sir. We don't do that here. That's what, uh, that, that, that's what all the normal people do. Here, we like to go against the grain. But, yes, you are correct. Uh, we have, I don't remember what I saw, Zach. I, th- I think it was, it's a high number of ranked matchups, and... Oh. Pretty much even like uh, what we were kind of talking about a little bit today. I'm just getting excited, just kind of just going through. There's a few games that are that we're not going to talk about because obviously they have double-digit spreads unless it's a major storyline. A bunch of games we could have instantly talked about a little bit more, but the ones that we got together, ladies and gentlemen, and got to for you, I feel like it's a nice, nice slate. And before we get into that, we're going to do a little recap of what happened last week. Now, last week, uh, I only did four games, Zach, so I just, um, let me actually pull up who I did. So I did LSU, Mississippi State, Kansas State, Missouri, Minnesota, North Carolina, and Tennessee and Florida. So there wasn't really a whole lot of juicy, juicy matchups like we're going to see this weekend. Then again, my friend, it seems like everyone's still within that cupcake stage. I think Georgia is on their third or fourth straight game with uh, being a 30 point favorite, at least like it's, but now all that shit's over. We're going to start playing. Everyone's going to start playing each other, but man, like, um, I picked LSU to, uh, or I picked LSU. I, I picked the Missouri upset. Obviously, you know how I feel about Drake may. And I was, uh, completely wrong about Tennessee. I thought Tennessee was just going to kind of, Pretty much uh, be that consistent nine ten win program. They still may be, but I am. I have to admit, Zach, I am. I am a little low key happy that Billy Napier got his signature win. <laughs> Scared money don't make money, sir, and he he took it over. What's uh, what what stood out from you last week? Uh surprisingly, it may may be on everyone's board, but. I'm sorry, but Alabama is on a struggle bus <laughs> like no fucking other right now. I mean, you go into USF, and I mean, you win by 14 points, which is abysmal at the end of the day for gross, a gross, ugly, and, and it was really until the fourth quarter that you even got that. So I, I'm. I'm sorry. I was watching that game, and I was just—I was—I was a USC fan, USF fan. <laughs> I mean, I would be already because it's Alabama, but like it was a upset city that I thought was going to potentially actually come to fruition with 
Alabama, which would have just, I mean, it was, a, it was an ugly win at the end of the day. So it, for me, that was just one of those where even as, as bad as they played this year, you really, I expected them to walk away with that game and they, they just did not look like an SEC program, an Alabama program. Not just an SEC, but an Alabama program playing USF. To be fair, my friend, the SEC is very down this year, which we are in uncharted waters with that. Because right now, the two dominant conferences, as I told uh, our um, uh, Team Up North uh, fan last week who happened to jump on with me, uh, Right yep. now, it just seems like the ACC and the Pac-12 are the conferences that are pretty much garnering the most attention. Rightfully so. We do have a nice, juicy Pac-12 matchup we'll get into a little bit later, but um, That's another thing I wanted to admit, oh, it's going to be a death, it, oh yeah, For especially <laughs> with how it's like sets up and like just the two standalone, oh yeah, it'll be... And the spread they're putting on a game is absolutely good. absurd. It is, and it continues to go down too. We'll definitely point that out. But uh, speaking of pointing it out, another big per- or another person I'm really happy for, and I definitely wanted to point out was uh, Eli Drinkwitz, the head coach for Missouri. The, uh, I kept mentioning on this podcast multiple times that uh, when I was in SEC Media Day, uh, one of the biggest storylines, pretty much throughout the entire at the entire convention, was just don't sleep on Missouri. And especially with how they, how much defensive production that they were returning, and I'm a big fan of Will Howard as well for Kansas State. I think what him and Chris Kleiman are doing down in Manhattan, or and that's Manhattan, Kansas, everyone, not not New York, Kansas. There's there's I assure you there's a big difference, but um, just a slight difference, <laughs> slight difference. Yes, absolutely, about a hundred. No, about I would say about a, about a million people difference, but anyway, but, uh, I was really happy that they got their signature win too, and in kicking in the way that they did a fashion the the uh, the sixty one yard field goal that just was just so in arms, Zach. It looked really cool, uh, especially when everyone just kind of stormed the field. And I, we, I mean, Greg and I talked about it last week, man. Like when you play in Missouri, it's just like Kansas State. It's like one of those like few. I mean, um, like UCF has this type of like magic where if you just play in the the area, especially if you're a ranked team and just things can get weird really fast. And next thing you know, you look up, it's the fourth quarter and you're down. And it just, I was happy for, uh, yeah, Eli Drinkwitz and Billy Napier to just get their signature wins to show it's like, all right, they have like true ascending style programs. Nah, I agree. One of the biggest things I wanted to take away, and we'll talk about, obviously, um, North Carolina's matchup here in a little bit, but um, Drake May continues to impress. Slight turnover problem, but that can be coached out. But he (laughs) is, he throws some dots on third and fourth down. When it comes to the money downs, he is surgical again little bit of an interception problem didn't have that last year but somewhat has it this year again that can be coached out of him and you know zach i was thinking about this and um you know i've told you told multiple people i mean hell i've even told this on the podcast there's going to be so many good quarterbacks that are going to come out this uh this year and next year bro i don't even think you even necessarily need to tank 
Like you don't necess- like if you're a bad team and you win seven, eight games, you There's can still have a shot. At- yes, sir. Yeah, like you you don't necessarily need to just win five or less games to put yourself in a position to just uh, be a top pick. Like you can continue to be competitive. You can continue to actually try and actually who knows even just win some games, but it won't really just be that dire that dire dagger to pretty much your franchise because again like all these other quarterbacks that are coming out and but with drake may obviously he's one of the top three if not the top two um have you just been completely blown away by his presence or are you just kind of just like eh, whatever no i i, I his uh performance this year like i said he's he started out a little rough on the interception side i agree with you there um but Solid performances. He 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 puts it where it needs to be when it counts, and you you've highlighted that to the point. Like I mean, and that's what all you need to do is you you don't need to sit there and give out mistakes and, and do all that stuff. You need to you know if it does happen, which is going to, you combat it. You 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 come back around. You make a comeback, and, and you put your team back in position to win again. Um, and I, I he does he's done that obviously well so far this year even through the mistakes he, he manages a you know short-term memory if you will goldfish memory and, and forgets about it and, and moves on to the next series yeah and <laughs> Tar Hill fans thank him for it speaking on to or speaking on to moving on to the the next the next series again scare money don't make money it <laughs> seemed like that Florida game Zach, let me tell you a little funny story before we kind of dive into that little brief recap, and then obviously we'll get into the matchups. So, Zach, I'm at work Saturday. It's Saturday night, right? Big Monday night. So, we're about, I mean, the game is still going on, and thankfully the bar that I work at is not a late night bar. So, (laughs) on Saturdays, they actually close at 10, which is phenomenal. Absolutely for not for a downtown establishment to close at 10 on Fridays and Saturdays. I am spoiled. I will let you know that, sir. So we're about 15, 20 minutes away from closing time and the Tennessee game and Florida games currently going on. Now I haven't watched any bit of this game whatsoever because, um, as everyone knows, roughly around two, two 30, I turn off all my notifications. So nothing Nothing. I, I yeah, absolutely. No, I get nothing. Again, God forbid something happens to a loved one or anything. I, I really won't know about it until like one or two in the morning that that night. But um, so we're, <laughs> game's going on, <clears throat> and I'm assuming Tennessee like something happened with Tennessee because uh, the upstairs of where I work happen to just like jump in unison. They're all Tennessee fans. They all just like jump up and down so much so that the kitchen that's right below the private club, a third of the kitchen actually collapsed in like the, the vents and the air ventilation system happened to come through the roof bust through the ceiling tiles and just literally a third of the kitchen is now on the floor. Wow. Yeah. So I rush, I being right there in the bar, I rush up to the, cause I thought I was in the private club and I see nothing's happening. Unfortunately, 
I see the score and I'm just like, all right, well, that's, that's kind of over. So I was like, all right, damn, that sucks, but eh, still going <laughs> to watch it. But then I go down to the kitchen and then I see the roof tiles that are just laying there and I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah. And just see the collapse and I'm like, oh my God, like that happened. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, like that was the craziest shit I had ever seen. I'm just like, I'm going to go ahead and bolt out and before the <laughs> owner sees this and really flips his shit. <laughs> but... I didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it seemed as though none of that really mattered because when I got home, that's the very first game I turned on. I was uh, I had mentioned that Florida had a pretty dominant run game. And Trevor Etienne really just kind of stepped out and basically had his coming out party. Hopefully his brother won't be telling him to transfer to Colorado anytime soon. <laughs> um, But for Tennessee, man, like, I think one big question that a lot of people are going to start asking right now, and I guess you could kind of get behind this because you're an Ohio State fan, with Joe Milton, is it time to put in Nico? Time to put in the 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 prize <laughs> the prize Marlin? I mean, you you don't want to call it early, and you don't want to sit there and in prematurely, you know put someone in there where they're not maybe ready to it uh or ready for that that situation i mean I'm, he's he's a talent for sure I, I mean i'm not gonna say that but are are you willing to to sit there and throw him into that mix right now when he, he's had no preparation i mean at the end of the day i mean they make it and people do i i don't know it's it's a tough call to make as a, as a coach and i'm glad i'm not the coaches out there because I don't know that I, I'd, I'd want to be ready to make that call. Would ladies you? and gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Zach is such a, a nice and just such a very modest individual. <laughs> a, a, just, a, just an incredible young man. Just so, what he's really meaning to say <laughs> is, I don't want that decision <laughs> because I know too many Tennessee fans, <laughs> and I don't want to even make that call even on this platform. I totally get that, Zach. I, you, you live where you live, and let's just say you are. If anyone were to get word that you were bad mouthing the great Tennessee, let's just say you would be in a little bit of a dangerous situation. Don't want to do that to you. I totally get that, sir. I, however, don't live near Knoxville, so I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not saying that it'll probably come to it just yet, but again, we know, talk to, and see the Tennessee fan base and how they are and how rabid they can get and how quick it can happen. Like if, if it starts oh, it, turning really bad, it, oh, it, 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 yeah, it spreads like wildfire and it doesn't yeah. stop. Like now, it's a little bit calm for the head and, and you know what? Maybe, the, maybe it works out. Maybe they make that change. You I, can't have uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But then the day you, you at that point you hope it works out for him. You hope that that changed and he he comes out blazing and, and he and he's throwing dimes out there and, and and he's connecting and and they win games. But it's an unproven it's an unproven commodity at the end of the day. Like unproven anything else, commodity. I see. All right, uh, Senator, we'll, we'll I'll I'll let you. 
I, I'll let you stop uh, speaking to the to the masses. Uh, apparently, there, there are votes on the line here, so we'll just go. <laughs> I get it, man. I mean, it's just hey, if what I was gonna say, and we'll obviously go right into the matchups. If I'm the big, like the NIL program for Tennessee, I believe is one of the top five, if not maybe the top in the country. If I'm that big booster that's cutting that big check, I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Hey, money talks, and let's let's make some movement. <laughs> We're standing in concrete. What are we doing? All right. So I guess we'll go ahead and get onto this uh, this slate of games that Zach and I again didn't really have too much trouble really getting together for everybody, but there's just so many games to really just start off. But you know how we do, just to kind of just pretty much just go within how the day starts, and right after you get uh, through watching your college game day show, wherever that may be, whether it be ESPN, Fox, there's a few. Uh, People that I listen to that have uh, game day shows just to start. Seems like Zach, everyone has a different. <laughs> di uh, let's just say a different Saturday routine. So yeah. right after you get through with that Saturday routine, the very first game you need to turn on is Florida State traveling to Clemson. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of those games where, especially for Florida State, how last week they almost lost to. Boston College. We don't need to talk about that. Should. Don't need to. But I think, Zach, that was kind of a, oh, it's just Boston College. We're focusing more on Clemson. Kisco, it was almost like, it was almost a gotcha game, but it's they able to pull it off. But this is another Zach, you'll, I feel like the, the theme of this week is prove it, and that's with a few other uh, certain style games that we're going to be talking about. This is kind of a prove it game. The LSU win opening night was absolutely incredible. I'm not taking that away from Jordan Travis and crew. Again, I've repetitively said how much I love what Mike Norvell has done, but this is a little bit of like, okay, prove it. Like, you're on the road. Prove it to uh, the there, sir. Oh, good. Oh, good, How's sir. That? The time, time travelers are, are Zach. The time travelers are already messing with me. So I put <laughs> down in my notes. This was a three and a half Florida State favorite. Now it's gone down to two and a half. They, 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 what are they yep. doing? All they're they're messing with us already. It's not even it's not even Friday. <laughs> but what? anyway, what do you think on this? Uh, or what? Do, what? What is your? Uh, what's your breakdown with this game? Here's here's you you say it's a prove it game. I think it's a prove it for both of these teams. And maybe that's why the spread's where it is. But, I mean, Clemson came out and, I mean, just nosedived against Duke. I mean, that was a, that was a, an abysmal performance for a team that's coached by Dabba Sweeney, who's is up there as one of the better ones. We so, love Riley Leonard. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they got to prove themselves now against a team that's like Florida State. But Florida State's got to come back and, and show that last week was a over, you know, overcompensating, trying to, you know, look into next week and not worried about their opponent of Boston College. And, and they almost slipped up on that one. But I will say, the, I, I think Florida, I think this line is, is way too of a slap in the face I've used with last year to, to Florida State. I know they had a, a, a you know a close call with Boston College, but they're a better team than than Clemson in my book. I'm sorry, they, they they've showed it. Other than last week, I I think 
I think Florida State wins it. I think they win it by probably six points. It'll be a close game, but I, I don't think it's going to be this, you know, field goal game, come down the last stretch uh, type game. I think I think Clemson's got a lot more to prove on their, on their slate than what Florida State does. Clemson is essentially, they're fighting for much more than just a victory. I feel like they're fighting for just kind of a program identity to whereas, okay, we can still overtake the ACC. And the fact that it's at home, Clemson's been kind of shoved around. Zach, people are basically like shitting on them and shitting on Dabo and just questioning pretty much just the the Clemson just vibes all around. Yeah, yeah. just, I mean, uh, well, it also hurts too because uh, Garrett Riley, Lincoln Riley's younger brother coming over from TCU to help Kay Klubnik was supposed to be a little bit of a perfect pairing. However, I think I said this last week, Clemson just doesn't have any of those, like those dudes that they used to have on the outside. Like they don't have those... Six two, six four receivers with frying pans for hands that just literally catch everything that's thrown to them. They just don't have those players right now. And yeah. their offensive line's been very shaky. They usually, at one point, you used to remember them having a lot of leadership on that team. And it just seems as though for the lack of, even when DJU was there, there just hasn't really been those, like, alphas to really, like, take over a team when, you know, things start to go south. I mean, they just literally just rely on Dabo to just kind of just – you know, rally the troops to really just lock arms and just, you know, here we go. We're just little old Clemson, but we're going to make some big old noise. I mean, the only noise that they're making right now are the um, the bagpipes that everyone just keeps simply just hoping to, that everyone just, or everyone just keeps playing for them right now. But, I mean, Zach, to me, it's, it's all different because, I mean, th- this just goes back to pretty much what, I mean... <laughs> Well, it goes back to just someone's just mindset as a whole. I get it that you're not a fan of whether like certain changes that are happening, whether it be in college football, society, your profession, any industry, whatever the case may be. But that doesn't mean that you just have to completely ignore that it's there. No, and you can't. Change happens in everyday life. It does. It, it's a part it, of life. Yeah. You, you and... have to learn no matter what aspect, and you've hit it. I mean, every aspect of life, your your professional life, your personal life, society, every aspect in our lives is going to... Infl- Constantly infl- changing. Yeah. You have to Constantly. You got to adapt. Dabo has not adapted to this transfer mm-hmm. portal, the no. NIL. It's bled out into recruiting. Now it's bleeding out into games. And... He also used to have a little bit of like a set of, like a handful of coaches that would kind of help you know get every bit of the players not only in recruiting but also help with on field production, and that's not working right now. I just so I think Clemson. That's probably why this line keeps going down because I mean Zach, we uh, we talk about on this podcast a lot. Just when you're desperate, anything's on the table, and at, at like at, like every option is you know discussed your back's against the wall. And I think they're kind of looking at this as like, all right, this is kind of like a back against the wall. Not only is it a ranked opponent, it's an opponent that could actually overtake the conference that you have been reigning on for what seems like a decade now. Like just, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Just 
Like, you know, literally the tides are returning and Dabo is just trying to, you know, just literally just a bend don't break, but the tide is just so powerful. And, you know, with Clemson, Miami kind of getting a little bit of resurgence and the fact that Clemson just hasn't looked good. Like it's yeah. Zach, all this literally just sh- tells me that this could be a Florida state, like FU game. Like we could come out, tr- Jordan Travis could just be slinging it to Johnny Wilson, to Keon Coleman, like they could look to put up possibly like 40 or 50 points. Like they could really, really stick it to Clemson and really just kind of just have those, uh, that angry mob just, you know, pretty much lighting their torches for them. Like this, I could see this game kind of getting out of hand quick because Florida State, at the end of the day, just has more talented players than Clemson does. And that's crazy that I'm even saying that right now. No, you 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 have a good point there, and it, and it very could be. Um, it depends on how Clemson comes out, and if they are they coming out with fire and with passion and, and trying to make. But if they, if they come out flat in the first in the first four minutes, five minutes, and, and and Florida State starts to starts to roll, it's that's a train you're not going to stop at that point, and Clemson's going to be hurt. So it's this is one of those games where it's it's in my opinion, I think it's going to depend how quickly and how fast Clemson comes out and how they, how they handle the situation. If, if they come out flat in the first two, three possessions, it's done. And, and you're right. I think they steamroll Florida state steamrolls, but if they can come out and can at least hold them a little bit, we may have a game, but I, uh, you're right there. It, they've got a lot more power. So Zach, I just, uh, I actually looked at the weather report cause I was just, I was just pretty curious. They're actually projected to get a little rain. So that's probably why that line's kind of going down. They're probably bit, thinking yeah, that. But it's, I mean, it's still 70, 70 some degrees, a little bit of rain. If it's not, if it's not a monsoon down there, I, I don't, I don't see how it's enough to affect Florida state. They, they just got, they have too much. I, I'm not doubting Jordan Travis by no means, but right now I personally can't remember him like having a standout game alone in the rain. But I mean, this, this could be that it. If it becomes a rushing game, that puts it back a little, I'll say a little bit, a little bit in the favor of Clemson. They've got a little bit yeah, of better. Right. Range. Will Shipley has a, he's incredible. Like he's, so let's, it'll help. Like I said, I'm not saying it's going to be tremendous. If it's a downpour and it's a monsoon out there, it, it, that, that changes a little bit more, I think. And it puts it more in Clemson's favor, but yeah, I just, I just don't see like I said, maybe that's why it's changing a little bit because it's raining and, you know, they got a better run game. So they're anticipating more runs and passes and it's, it'll affect their throws. It'll affect, you know, coming off of hands, maybe some in, more interceptions off of Florida state potentially, but, uh, well, I guess, well, I don't, I haven't, that's a good point though. Weather is affects every game. Bro. Another thing I'm thinking about, and it's not just, it's not just the quarterbacks. It's just some of the rosters for these good teams like normally we see like they even kind of like pointing out in the scouting community, even the agent community, how a team, will, <clears throat> a team in the NFL will usually send a representative, whether it be a GM, a scout, a front office person, like to these games. Zach, I kind of feel like this year, like you're not doing your job. If like, you're not, if at least like 25 teams aren't sending representative to a bunch of these games and even like the games that already happened like not just again like with the quarterbacks but some of these like good teams like the ones that have like good rosters just to see them live 
Um, I feel like I feel like there's going to be again probably about at least 25 teams at that Florida State Clemson game. I'm going with Florida State right now. I, yeah, I could see it kind of getting a little bit of an ugly ugly bout, but I'm I, I, I believe in Mike Norvell. I believe he's embraced the transfer portal obviously in NIL and it, look where he is and look where Clemson is. I think that he's a little bit more in current with the times and he's not pretty much fighting off any uh, any any more dragons for any and now pretty much every bit of uh, old Valeria is now going to start heading towards Clemson in my opinion. No, I, I agree. I, I I like I like Florida State in this game at the end of the day. Uh Sweet. My, the, the the even with the spread, even if three and a half, I, I think I think Florida State takes it. I just like I said, it could be a little closer than we think because of the weather now. Um, but but I'm it's, still hoping it's that FU game. I'm still hoping Mike Norvell is just like, all right, like this is another game where we prove that we belong in the college football playoff. We put 45 on LSU. Let's try to put 45 on Clemson, and let's try to really like put ourselves in a position to just at least be in every conversation. No, um, I agree. Speaking of the uh, every, being in every conversation, it seems though everyone I talk to uh, at least has to ask um, about one or if not both of these teams and just kind of like where both of them can really go. So if you're not only uh, enjoying the Florida state Clemson, you definitely need to switch over to the Auburn, Texas A&M game. So Auburn goes to college station and mm. a little bit of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I feel as though, you know, exactly the passion that these, uh, oh, that those resident. Oh yeah. Yeah. If there's a home field advantage and there, and the, uh, trust me, there is. A and M is one of those home field advantages. Those fans do are relentless, and and their and their team will feed off of it. They uh, they call it the twelfth man, and it definitely plays a big factor into the pretty much their gameplay and their home field atmosphere. But Zach, I feel like this is a little bit of a. This is a little. So I want to say this is pretty much the same as like Clemson situation as you're pretty much just playing for an identity. However, we kind of already like have our opinion set with Jimbo, much like we have our opinion set with Dabo, except it's just two totally different situations. You know, Dabo doesn't look like he has a seven and five team or an eight and four team. You know, I mean, who knows? They could be that way. And who knows? Uh, Jimbo could probably even, uh, overachieve but even though i am a fan of what hugh freeze is doing i love what he's i mean they're they're three and oh it's already off to a great start i just think with this game since um just from a talent deficiency point obviously texas a&m has way more talent like way more talent now Hugh Freeze and Auburn did really well in getting a bunch of key transfers in and are now starting and producing, but they're up to beast now. Well, yeah, well, yeah, and again, like they're on the road. Like, I mean, if 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 Hugh Freeze pulls this off, I would be even more ecstatic. And you know, you know, we talk about some dragons going after if Jimbo happens to go two and two in September this year, I think even that'll really just get everyone just up in arms and just, you know, like, all right, we're, we're sick of it. Like, it's never going to happen. Like this is a kind of like, if, um, you know, for Jimbo, it's always like, all right, well I get my ass kicked by Miami 
if I at least take down a Hugh Freeze in Auburn and take down a SEC opponent, okay, well, I'm kind of at least back in some good graces. And uh, remove some uh, of that back noise there. And, and, and exactly uh, calling, putting yourself on, getting himself on the hot seat. He can definitely put himself back in a little bit of good graces, if you will, if he can, if he can pull off the win. <clears throat> I'm actually rolling with uh, Texas A&M. I feel dirty saying that. I don't, I, I don't like it. I mean, again, I love what Hugh Freeze is doing with Auburn. He probably needs like maybe one more year of like another like recruiting class and transfer uh, portal class. I mean, he's a good recruiter regardless. But I, I think this is a little bit of a desperate. Like pretty much every game that Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino were going to be coaching for are going to have like a desperate factor to it now especially now the, the the loss that they have was they had an early lead they lost it and then they eventually get beat so they're kind of they're they're not they're not afraid to play at, or coach edgy so to speak and i think they'll uh they'll definitely stick with that aggression i mean right now the lines from what i saw earlier at seven and a half it hasn't moved uh it's, it's still seven and a half yeah and and trust me i'm i'm, I'm rolling you. with texas a&m i ugh. I will not go to their damn, uh, what is it, their yell practice, though. I will not do that, though. I will still make fun of that shit. Well, as a person who lived in that town for a year, and I'm I'm purely anti-Aggies. I'm sorry. I, I am. But I I just, I don't. As I don't, any rational person should be. I don't I don't see Auburn pulling it off. I don't. And, and I, 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 seven and a half is a, is a, is a, that's a tricky line in this game. I will say that. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know if I. Can, I can't even pick the line on this one. I, I don't feel comfortable. I, I think. I think Aiden wins the game. Yes. Do they win by ten points or do they win by three? I. I, I don't know. Um, Auburn se- seemed to show that they've got at least a, a semi decent defense. They played Cal. You know, they didn't score a lot on offense. But the defense held them, so I, it's one of those where I just I don't know. I liked A and M to win it. I just I don't know that they cover the spread or not. So I kind of like this to be a low key under game because I mean it's set at like fifty one and a half, and you know yeah, you already yeah. just kind of just yeah that, that's under for sure. I'll, I'll yeah not even low key. I, I like the under in this one, but the the spread okay. is I'm not willing to touch. I, I won't touch that spread, but I I like that under. I mean, they both have had, you know, now A&M gave up a lot of points against Miami. If it becomes a shootout and a back-and-forth game, yeah, it's done. But I just... Oh, yeah, like, that that's what Hugh Freeze lives... Like, if we're, he didn't mind getting in shootouts. No, he doesn't. <laughs> but will his defense be able to hold up enough is the problem. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's what I'm guessing as well. And so, like I said, I like A&M. I, I I do like the under in this game, but I I'm that spread is a, is a bit of a worry for me. Yeah, I mean, again, it's Hugh Freeze wins everywhere he goes. It's only a matter of time, and the fact that they're three and zero, it seems like they at least have momentum to make a ball game, if not get to seven eight wins for Auburn fans in uh, Hugh Freeze year one. They'll take that. Like that's. That shows improvement. This is what, like, year, like, what, seven, eight with Jimbo? Like, we. I'm going to ask to pump the brakes on that 3 0. Let's realize they played UMass <laughs> and Samford. So let's, let's, 
I'm I'm seeing the they, schedule. Was it you? Sanford, yeah, Cal, and UMass. So the three and zero is is not an <laughs> impressive feat there. I'm not. That's why I'm, I'm giving Texas A&M a little bit of a favor here. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 just, it look it looks good in in year one with Hugh Freeze. There's optimism. We all know how passionate those Auburn fans and those Auburn fans that uh, that are listeners is what we we understand how passionate you are. We understand that you're a a sleeping giant, and you have to feel good right now, but not just for this weekend. If this was at home, I'd feel a little home, bit different. A little different, but they yeah. did go. They did go into Cal, and and Cal's not an A and M, but Cal is it's a. They've got a good program, and, and they went into went into Cal and they won. They squeaked it out, but they won. So. Oh yeah, much further out west than uh, College Station, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so we're rolling with A and M, but don't feel good about it. Um. I'll tell you uh, a game I do feel somewhat good about, and since we're gonna like stay on the the West Coast uh, mentions, uh, I can't believe I'm actually like exci- low key excited about this game because it's. Oh, I am too. Well, I mean, it, not just because they're two ranked teams, but just because it's like, all right, well, these two ranked teams are obviously leaving the Pac-12. They both have what seemed to me ascending program. I mean, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, U- UCLA <laughs> goes to Utah. And right now, it just like Chip Kelly has UCLA just completely rolling. Now, how much of a factor does this play if Dante Moore, the red, or the I believe he's a true freshman, actually uh, plays in this game, especially on the road at Utah? We all know how physical a Kyle Winningham team can be. Um one big question I would have, Zach, is uh, does Cam Rising play? Because if Cam Rising plays, I'm taking Utah. If he doesn't play, I like UCLA. Like I like I like what they're doing. I Cam Rising, absolutely, I agree with you, hundred percent. He plays Utah's game, and 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 they start rolling. I mean, they're rolling right now, but they've had some some tough some tough. Uh, uh, they did there. not look good against Baylor. No, they did not look good against Baylor. Was that not last week or was that? That two was two weeks ago. ago. Okay, yeah, that was, that, that was a that was a rough. Game. I watched that game and I was I was I was literally thinking to myself, I was like, "There's no way Utah, even without rising at that point in this in this week two, loses that game against Baylor." And they, and they they came close, but yeah, eh, like I said, rising's in. Utah, I'll ride them all the way at that point against UCLA, um, and and Utah a stored program, and and it's glad I'm glad to see them coming back with with Chip Kelly. Um, it'll it'll be weird seeing them in, in you know not in the pack either in the Pac-12, probably no one in the Pac-12 next year. Uh, you know we'll see what happens, but um, I, I I get your point. You know UCLA, I just I just I don't. My my thing is is Utah's they they even when they're they're they push to the brink and and they're and they're under fire they they find their way somewhere somehow to 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 make make it coming out of there pull off the win and they did it against Baylor and and they shouldn't have won that game they played terrible against Baylor but they managed to find their way at the end of the game and and pull out that win so I and I know it's Baylor and it's not UCLA. I get that, but it's it's it reminds me reminiscent of TCU back in the day where they had, they had no business winning some of those games, but they they just never gave up and they kept fighting to the end, and that's what I'm seeing out of Utah right now. 
oh, by no means will you ever see a Kyle Winningham team like physically quit. Like those guys are built to literally go four quarters of just well conditioned football. Like they, the, the as the kids say, they would play on concrete if they needed to. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, it's. <clears throat> The only thing that the only reason I I'm not picking UCLA even if Cam Rising plays, um, or if Cam Rising plays is because like man like just going into that atmosphere as a true freshman now Dante Moore has been looking really good now thank and thankfully that UCLA has a balanced attack so it's literally not all him he's yeah, ma- yeah he's made some plays but it's not just like okay. Every bit of our fate is on your shoulders, young man. Like, welcome to the league. Like, it's 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 a good start for his career. It, it looks good for again, looks good for UCLA. Looks good for Chip Kelly. Looks really good that this is a team that and a program that's going to be going into a whole new conference. And it just the the audition that they're having, especially with the young quarterback and with Chip Kelly. You know, it's funny, uh, Kyle and I, when we were doing the pro podcast uh, a couple days ago, uh, we were talking about, or he's starting to kind of like see like, oh, well, I'm really starting to see like how important on a young quarterback, a offensive head coach, like how important that is as far as just understanding the game and actually understanding, you know, just how to just really see the field and really just how to process. And it's like, yeah, well, that's just the pros. Think about how if they get that in college, like even if they're a red-shirted freshman or even if they just have a one-year wonder, like if they have like an offensive-minded like head coach, they're already at a good little advantage, you know, pretty much as the game goes on. Um, uh, but um, and the thing with like with Kyle Winningham, unfortunately, he's not really like an offensive wonderkin. He's a CEO head coach, and we've all talked about how – with CEO head coaches, you, those are like your success are just so predicated on the hires that you have. Not saying that Utah is not a terrible program, but I absolutely love what Chip Kelly has done with UCLA. I'm still going with Utah just because the, 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 it's at home. They're going to, they're, they're going to welcome in those West, that West coast team. Be like, all right, we're going to, we're gonna we're gonna fight you like we're gonna hit you right in the face. We're gonna see if you're gonna hit back. We're gonna bloody it up. Like we don't mind you know getting a few shiners. We don't mind some broken noses and some busted lips. D- does that affect you, like it's And it's and the, and the uh, phrase one of your terms. Are you ready to play four four full quarters of football with us? Because we're going to smash mouth. That's what's going to happen right it, now. Are you are you prepared for four hard quarters? Not letting up. Is that, are you conditioned for that? And I, I just don't know if UCLA is. I don't think they are either. I'm definitely going with Utah. Um, staying out in the West Coast. Um, two more uh, Pac-12 teams. Like we're, you'll notice we got a oh. lot of uh, pa- for, for, yeah for right oh. now for, for uh, Pac-12 for dot 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 for now. Yes, absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, this next matchup kind of goes a little against our. Um, our guidelines here for ball and barrel as far as uh, gameplay with big spreads because you all know that we hate blowouts and we hate any kind of that annoying, terrible scheduling shit. But this, if this was even, well, uh, Zach, even last week, uh, um, we're, we're talking about uh, when Colorado goes to Oregon. Uh, last week, before Travis Hunter got injury or before he got hurt, I think even before the game even kicked off, I think even Oregon was still a 
14 point favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And now they are currently a 21 point favorite. <laughs> However, the over under is 70 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. You don't say it's 70 points. <laughs> I feel like Oregon strives to get that weekly. Like Bo Nix looks incredible. I don't think he's turned over the ball yet. Has not. Um, You're correct. Uh, correct. Okay, uh, Bucky Irving. I was really hoping that he would be a really big, impactful player. I think when they were uh, playing Texas Tech, because I mean Texas Tech is just one of those other places. Uh, you know, just you go to Lubbock, things get weird. You can lose very easily, and they were really just kind of coming off of a massive win. So I thought Bucky Irving would be pretty much a key contributor. But man, like it, it's so hard not to talk about Prime. Bro, like, I don't know if you saw the numbers, like, nine, over nine million people watched. 9.3 million. I was about to say, you're more of a numbers guy than I am. Yeah, so, yeah, it, so just. The most watched. I mean, it was, uh, he is, he is taking, I'll say this. I love it's, it. It's like the NIL program came to college football and then Prime just is sitting here and he's like, let's run this train and we're going to fucking amp it up. Ten, like, I, I, that's all I, the way his, but I will, I will say this one thing and I, I've heard it on ESPN multiple times. For him, I say the NIL, but I don't really think that's true. At the end of the day, that man loves to coach he loves to teach 100 he loves to teach those young adults not just and i don't think it's just game of football he's he's teaching about life at the end of the day and and i think that's he's one of those coaches i i um and i'm blanking on his name right now from minnesota um pj fleck pj fleck He's one of those coaches that can instantly transform a program from a mentor. Just by being a mentor. Mentor. And he's changing that mindset in an instant. And and I am I am all on I'm I'm on the prime train. Like he is I I'm I'm excited for it. I I when I heard he went to Colorado, I, I knew it was gonna be a transformation for that program. Which they've had a couple rough years, but I will be to be frank. They they did have a year. They had a couple good years there prior to, kind of. They did, off the, but they 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 had a a good rough couple years there. But yeah, when he when that announcement was made, prime prime to Colorado, I was gave me goosebumps. I'm not gonna lie, it gave me fucking goosebumps. Well, so when he was announced that he was going to Colorado, at first I thought, okay, that's a weird fit. That's Colorado. But then I really thought about it, and I was just like, you know what? He's going to make people uncomfortable in that city because Boulder, you know, go with the flow. We're chill, man. Like, let's, let's hang out. Let's, let's, let's calm down. Let's meditate. Let's, let's, let's get our aura back centered. But look like, at him. Not... But look at him wearing them cowboy, that cowboy hat and them glasses of his. Exactly. He will, like he, he will come. He transitioned, but only like you can. He brings his personality, but he, he will bring in their personality a little bit. He, he like, transitions that well. 
He does transition well, Zach, because he's reaching a whole new audience. He's reaching the non-football fans, and he's drawing them in. I don't know if you saw, but Warren Sapp wants to be a part of his coaching staff now. And I I didn't... Can you imagine Warren Sapp as your D-line coach? Oh, it's about as as as, uh, gut-wrenching as you having Brian Hartline as your wide receivers coach. That would be like um, your D linemen would all be uh, like Killer Croc from Suicide Squad. You know, you would literally just throw a dead car or a cow carcass into the D line room and just at least you can at least tell your parent tell the parents that you're feeding them, and by that point you can just leave them alone. If Warren Sapp is coaching your defensive line, Warren Sapp were to join his his staff, yeah, that that's wow. Think about even if they lose. Which I don't think they'll lose by 21 points. I think that's a little yeah. disrespectful. They've already shown that if you give them a if you give them a 20 point dog, they're you you may even have the chance to even put in some money line on them. I I, I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, I think Oregon will still win, but it doesn't matter because the clips that everyone sent me with um that from this past weekend when you have essentially the rock endorsing you when you have a custom made jersey made for Lil Wayne when you have pretty much everyone just just praising you like can you imagine what that does for recruiting like Uh, I mean this I'm gonna tell you right now I'm calling the upset I'm I'm rolling I'm rolling with Colorado you're rolling with the buffs even with the upset not even. This, this is my not, first time going against Prime. This is my first time going against Prime. Not even against the spread. I think they pull the upset. In they go in Oregon. They pull the upset. I'm calling it now. I think Shador Sanders. It, he's the only way they do it is they find a way to shut him down in that wide receiver core. That's the only way the Oregon Ducks That's pull a it tough off. Task. And it is Oregon's, a Oregon's got a whole new secondary. I think they only have like one or two from last uh, game. From the last game that I was uh, doing like my deep dive with against Texas Tech because I they thought this almost, was pro- they give almost two hundred seventy five yards a game in the air. Okay, that makes sense. Like again, it's a whole yeah. new secondary, right. so that's okay. Well, okay, all right. I- well, this. Obviously, I'm going to be watching. Well, I mean, not around that time. I'll be recorded. I'll have to be at work by that time, but I'll have my notifications off. But so you're actually, you're okay. I I believe, I believe in the Sanders. Is it personal, Zach? Is that what you're telling me? Is it personal now? No, it's not even personal. I'm sorry. The, the, the way, and again, yeah, they they they've struggled a little bit in Colorado State, but I think they Colorado State came out with some personal comments at, prior to you know take some cheap shots at it, and and you know they got they went down a player a a, a good player for for Colorado at the end of the day, but I just I'm telling you I I see it I'm calling it I'm calling it right now you heard it here today I am taking. Colorado Buffalo with a 20-point underdog victory against Oregon in Oregon. Go Buffs. 
Indeed. All right. Well, as much as I want to stay on this topic, I have to move along. Well, since you picked an upset... We'll revisit this, by the way, just saying. (laughs) Well, what, what, what... Teaser in there. No, no, just don't worry about it. We'll revisit it later. I, I see. All right. Well, um, you picked an upset. I suppose I should pick an upset. And I won't be the only one that's upset. <laughs> well, I guess I won't be upset at all because it'll just continue to just play into what we've all long and waited for. So I think Ole Miss is going to go into Bryant-Denny Stadium and hand Nick Saban his second consecutive double-digit loss. Lane Kiffin almost beat Nick Saban last year. Now, Quinshawn Junkins is banged up. He's like averaging like less than four yards a carry. That's not ideal. That That is not good for a Lane Kiffin style offense. You need the running back to really make shit go. That's that that, that that's just how it is. But he ain't afraid to take the deep shots. Jackson Dart, he's going to get I feel like Lane Kiffin's going to be like, "Man, if you go into Bryant Denny Stadium and you beat Nick Saban, like you throw your name into the hat with uh maybe not a Heisman, but at least just with all these other quarterbacks that are being looked at as, you know, a next tier of you know, talent coming into the league, like you can throw your hat in there. Like, you know, just, and especially with your rushing ability, what does Nick Saban's teams always struggle with? Mobile quarterbacks. And Absolutely. Bro, I'm, I'm riding the lane train. I love the controversy of even him just be like, you know, I don't even think uh, Kevin Steele is even calling their defensive plays anymore. I think uh, it's, uh, I forget the kid's name, but uh, apparently, uh, yeah, like the defensive coordinator is not even calling the defense anymore. So they already have, not, Zach, not only are they having uh, quarterback shifts uh, midseason, it seems as though there's a little bit of a coaching mix-up and a little bit of batch-going work here in midseason as well. It must have been a tough day, a tough Monday for Tommy Reese where you had to look that man in the eye just going, knowing you were the one pounding the table for Mr. Buckner. Now, I'm a fan of Tommy Reese. I'm, a, I'm happy what he was doing at Notre Dame. Alabama, I thought, okay, he's just going to be the next one to take a step. But they instantly go back to Jalen Monroe. Bro, like, I'm rolling with the upset. And, what? And okay, Zach, I just thought about this. How ironic. How ironic is it going to be that <clears throat> Alabama fans have talked so much shit about their former defensive coordinator, Pete Golding, that he comes back into Bryant-Denny Stadium and he's the one that beats them. Let's go, Rebs. The lane train continues to roll. The upset for Alabama is on. I'm rolling with the Rebs. Let's go. I, I, I have nothing to add. I mean... Dang. Damn. Yes. Like, I, I'm with you. I, I'm... And you're right. Maybe a little bit for me. Maybe a bias because fuck Alabama, but right. But at the end of the day, they have they are this year have and I pointed out earlier in the, at the very beginning they have struggled. They struggled against USF. To think that they're going to come in and I know it's at home, but that lane train I think is rolling and steaming and is going to roll on right on through Alabama, and I and I am 
a hundred percent with you. Upset city right there, and it is a, a slap in the face to Lane Kiffin. They are six and a half point underdog going in Alabama. Saw that too. With with Alabama barely, I mean, I mean, sorry, but barely squeaking out a win against USF. At That's the, the Nick Saban uh, respect factor. That's the okay. We're, you're Nick Saban. This is uh, your young. This is your one, young paddle one. For one second, I'm going to go and say this right now. Oh, give me a little fun fact. I love those. Uh, it's a fun fact that the SEC Nick Saban wins barely in games, and Ohio's barely to a USF team, and Ohio State continues to win games and yet all of a sudden oh wait it's it's okay and in, in my opinion that the the this ap polls and these committees it's okay it's nick saban he'll find a way to write the ship that ship is not getting not getting straight this year i'm sorry ladies and gentlemen and stop fucking putting this high praise and pedestal on nick saban and they don't deserve to be a top 10 team the time travelers agree with you, and that's why I, I think, what was it, this is the first time, and I think over, what was it, like 100, 150 weeks, like somewhere within that realm of Alabama being outside of the top 10. Like, they're, well, they're 13. Right now. No, they're 10. Oh, they're 10? Oh, no, sorry, you're right, they are 13, my bad. Okay, my I must say, holy my hell. My bad. I was like, what? I was like, the sky's falling already, what is this happening here? That's too much respect. Yeah, but Ole Miss is literally just like chomping at those heels. They're right there, Lane Kiffin. But I love you watch, Lane. you watch, you watch uh, an Alabama team win, squeak out wins, or even win like even they haven't even Ohio State's not even squeaked out wins. They content have won every week, and yet they continue to fall in numbers. Had that been Alabama, it's okay. They still won the game. They they managed to win the game. Alabama would not have fallen three or four positions like Ohio State did. By winning games. Sorry, sorry, I'm off my, I'm off my soapbox. This is this this is this, this is why we have this platform. This is why we say what we want to say. We are for the people. We are the people, and we we rub elbows with the people. And this is and, what the Ohio State community and the people are saying and thinking. And, and I'll even say this: at the end of the day, I am an Ohio State fan. <laughs> They're probably not a top six team at the end of the day. I will get, I will say that too. They have they have not looked good. We'll get into that later. But at the end of the day, even when Alabama doesn't look good and they win their games, they they manage to somehow defy the odds and somehow be ranked a top three or four program. But well, we're done there. Not it, those days. I think we we mentioned it a little while ago, or we mentioned it a few weeks ago. Those days of literally putting Alabama in pen in the championship game like every other year, those days are done. It was a good 15-little-year run. But now with the NIL, the transfer portal, you actually have elite coaches, not just within your conference, but also within the entire country. And now the conference realignment and the way that the game is going. I mean, even Nick Saban, I mean, he, he put such an emphasis on he wanted to kind of play like – 2012 Alabama football. Like we're going to run the football and we're going to play elite defense. Well, in 2023, you cannot play elite defense. Like no. it does, you can you can have the best defense in college football. You're still giving up 20 to 30 points. Like it's just the way that it is. And yeah. I, again, I'm all for it. 
I know the old heads hate it. You know, Nick Saban even calls uh, offensive people like, you know, the Taliban, but it's just like, bro, like that's just the way that it is. Like people things change. Exactly. And Lane Kiffin is all about the, you know, hashtag come to the sip. Like he is this is his chance to take Lane down Kiffin's all about change. He is. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> hey, if if he wins this game, uh, there may be some change uh, talk on the horizon for old Lane if he wins this game. Let's just say that. Uh, we don't need to get into that conspiracy theory because I will go down a whole hour on that podcast episode with just that all together. We're going to go, we're actually going to go back out west. Zach talked about it earlier. An amazing Pack 2 matchup. The real Pack two, Oregon State against Washington State. Before we get into this game, Zach, I think this is an incredible story, not just from a resilience perspective, but also just from everyone in the West Coast, specifically those two programs literally just being happy that they're even in this position. Both of these teams are literally the last two left behind. They're the runts of the crew. They're pretty much the last two puppies of that either don't get chosen or pretty much just have to like give the whole, you know, please take me, take me, take me look. And then, but they're right here. They're ranked. It's looking pretty good. I mean, just, I mean, they're both undefeated too. Like that's one of the, that's, that's, that's a big, big accomplishment. DJU has looked really good with Oregon state. I'm a big fan of Oregon state's coach. Uh, um, I mean, Zach, I'm sure you remember this because, um, (laughs) I mean, you're the one that even like brought up the Oregon State Washington State game even uh, beforehand. But I mean, Oregon State last year was nine and or was it was it it was ten and two. Ten and two, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. it was ten and two even before the bowl game, before DJU, and you know that's just a testament to Jonathan Smith as just a coach altogether. I think uh, I don't. Uh, this may have been. He hasn't been in Oregon State long. I don't know how long, but I know it's been it's been a pretty short tenure. But he's obviously turned the program around. Now he has a quarterback that's playing well. I'm I'm loving what they're doing in uh what they're doing in Corvallis. I really am. Uh, I I don't know is Oregon State are they are they are they 14? They're 14 in Washington State. Okay. First. The Washington State's what? 21st. Oh, I didn't th- okay, I didn't think they were um I didn't think they were that low. I thought they were a little bit higher, but uh, anyway, but um, okay. But it's that, only it's only a, a three point spread. Exactly. It's, it's ladies and it's, gentlemen. If it's anything less than a touchdown in college football, that's essentially a pick 'em game. Like this yeah. is this is literally a coin toss on how you feel. So the time travelers are telling me that old Cameron Ward may have a little bit of magic in this game. It's at home. Uh, Pullum, Washington is another one of those places where it's like, hey, shit can get weird. Like, very passionate fan base, especially if they're good. You know, they're definitely going to have a – they're definitely going to be really behind their, their team. And even though I think uh, – what was it? Oh, okay, Oregon State minus three. Okay, so even the time travelers are like, all right, we'll, we'll give you a little bit of a favoritism, but not much. Like, <laughs> yeah. But – um. Uh, I don't. 
I don't really know too much about the Washington State head coach. If if I'm being completely honest, I really don't. Like I just know well, it's, it's his first year, so I don't I don't know a whole lot about him. This is yet. his first year, and he's got Washington State at three and zero already. Yeah, and they beat. Look, and, and, hold on, let me look. Yeah, let me look I'm, at who they played. Pretty. Sh- they played Wisconsin in week two, and, and that's and, right. I forgot they upset Wisconsin. Yeah, I consume way too that's much damn football. Them into, just... Brought them into the top twenty-five. Was that game? They were they were Holy not a, a contender, and then they they beat Wisconsin by eight, and it was at home. I, I, this is going to be a tough, tough, tough bat for the Beavers. I'm going all right, strictly because of how much I love the quarterback and coaching aspect of just pretty much the entire game of football. I'm going with Oregon State. Simply because I don't know too much about the Washington State head coach. I'm a, I, I like what Cameron uh, Ward's doing. Want to see a little bit more. Especially now that it's against a team where it's like, all right, you're kind of like the underdog. It's like, all right. I'm going to go with the Beavs on this, but th- that's going to be an entertaining game. What's the uh, what's the over-under of that game? I feel like it may be in the 59. 60s. 59. What? 59. Oh damn, it was close. All right, well yeah, okay, so they're okay. All right, this all right. I, I'm a little bit more. I gotta be honest, Zach. I'm a little bit more excited about this game now that we've talked about it than I was initially. Like and, doing my and deep I'm dive. Say, and I'm I'm opposite you, sir. I'm 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 pulling. I'm on the Cougar tra- train over here because okay, Badgers last week. Badgers were a five point favorite coming in. Cougars were unranked, and and the Badgers were a 19, 19 seed coming into that into that game two weeks ago in in Washington State, and Washington State pulled it off. You you, you rolling with the Cougs? I'm rolling with the Cougars. I'm sorry. I, I know ah, it's, yes, it's the a first... Pack Two rivalry continues. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know why, but them at, again, if it was at Oregon State, I don't roll with the Cougars, I don't think. But being just because it's in Pullum, and it's Pullum, you're rolling and, with a lot of home favorites. I like that. Okay, and, and they they managed to they managed to pull that offset against Wisconsin. I, I think they do it again. Okay, totally fair. And and I, I like Ward. Ward has been solid. He he he's he's a, a dual one of those dual threat quarterbacks, and I think. Yes, Oregon's he is, gonna, and he's going. They're going to struggle against that on the defensive side. I think they're going to struggle with him on that dual threat, and they 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 pull I it up. I cannot believe I completely forgot that they beat Wisconsin too. And I'm I'm a big I, I, like I, I'm I'm shouting that Luke Fickle will win fast in Madison, Wisconsin, because they're a very passionate fan base with the resources. But man, I completely forgot that they uh yeah. I completely forgot they be man. <laughs> Maybe I need to clear my mind with some of these other hey, things. <laughs> that's, that's why we have these. That's why there's other people in here. You know, things there happen. is happen th- things, sometimes. Th- things happens. Th- things happen sometimes. All right. Well, our next matchup. I guarantee. Uh, I'd be surprised if you picked this home. Uh, there's there's no way they're a home. Yeah, there's no way in hell they were a home favorite. I'm gonna be surprised if you picked this home team. Ladies and gentlemen, we got our boy Drake May traveling to Pittsburgh, where the house that Kenny Pickett built, you know, not mm. the Steelers, of course, 
than Panthers. Well, I guess you can say Aaron Donald and Larry Fitzgerald had a pretty significant say-so before Kenny Pickett got there, but recency bias is key. <laughs> it's, it's uh, it is. However, it will be, at the end of the day, it will be the day of May. Mm. As a once a wise philosopher once said, it's going to be May. And I think they were talking about Drake May. I believe it was a prophecy that he proclaimed that it's going to be May. And I'm all for that prophecy because it's about to come to fruition. Drake May continues. Again, turnover issue. Would love to see that go down. I think now that he's up to like, what, four, six? Like he's... He has four, four interceptions. Oh. You're right for... Yeah, Stop. like that's not ideal to start but then again you know all the heisman talk all the hey you're number two behind caleb like you know you're gonna be the second guy maybe he's trying to do a little too much maybe mac jump or mac brown has a little bit of a sean mcdermott disease where it's like we're just gonna do every like we're gonna rely on our quarterback for fucking everything <laughs> um I, I mean amari and um damn what was his name um uh, I'm more in Hampton. That's what it was. He didn't really have as much a big of an impact in the last week that he, that I that I thought he would. But that uh, that other receiver that got targeted what seemed like 20 times and almost set a record. Like he he really showed out. So if you just basically give Drake May another weapon, I'm honestly Zach, I'm really surprised this game is at a minus seven and a half line because it was a minus seven and a half line with Minnesota last week. And if Drake May doesn't throw those interceptions, that 31-13 route is much bigger. I'm kind of giving the similar vibes here. Just saying. No, I, I, I was when I looked at this game, and I saw it was because you know we've discussed this. You know, I, I know I respect the show, and we don't want those blowout games. But I'm I. I'm just in awe that this is a, a seven and a half point spread. Exactly. Of, of, of for Pitt, like you got this quarterback, a, a, a rookie quarterback coming into this league. He's not even throwing 500 yards yet. This total combined for the season, also thrown three interceptions, and you got <laughs> you got May over here throwing for almost a thousand already. With with yeah, he's thrown the four interceptions, not good, but they find ways to come back and win it. But there, no, I'm sorry. There's this. There's this is not a a seven. This is a. It's a trap game for for UNC at the end of the day. That's what Ooh. it is. It's a trap game. I gotcha. And the, and the line set this for early. It's early, yeah. Well, it's pit. I'm sorry. You just uh, you you came off a of picket. Great, great college quarterback. He's great, like a, yeah. Great twenty year a, run with yeah. Kenny Pickett being in college. It was great. But, but he's going to suck as an NFL quarterback. <laughs> Steelers suck. Uh, but end of the day, <laughs> clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. At the end of the day, they they went from this top tier quarterback that's is going to probably do do decent in the NFL. I'm gonna go decent to this unproven guy who who came and throw 500 yards in three games. You think and, they're top? And it's oh, not I'm like sorry, they're go ahead. to back it. It's it's not it's not like he's so not throwing yards because they're running the ball all over the place. They're not. They're it's, not. It, it's not a. It's 
Do you I think just, the time travelers look at this as a possible coaching mismatch? Pat Narduzzi against Mac Brown? Especially that Pat Narduzzi is at home? I, I just, it's going to look like a perfect day. It's 70-degree weather. Actually, over-under is 50. So it doesn't seem like they're going to be anticipating a lot of scoring. I, I, I think it's. I think they're setting it up as a trap game. They think that. They think. Uh, it, I mean, UNC, it's looking that way. There, UNC, there's some. There's some UNC, analytics that back it up. UNC is is set up. They're, they're a, They are by far the better team than Pitt for sure, across the board, statistically, player wise, they are a better team. And they, who do they have next week? Who who does their? I say I'm. I'm literally looking at North Carolina's like schedule. Like they, they, this. This stinks of something. Okay, so Syracuse, but Syracuse at, next week, but two weeks in two weeks in Miami. Miami, that's at but, home. But that's, still, you got you've got this game and you got Syracuse. Why? Why are you giving like? There's that's. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know why, but it feels like it's a trap game. I mean, you come off of Minnesota game, you think you know? Are you telling me you picking the Panthers? Hell no. Okay, I was saying, man, no. are you really going with this home favorite too? I am not or going not, to, or this home you know, dog. Excuse me. No, I just I feel like I feel like the the spread is they're putting it as like it's going to be a, a, a trap game. They're for, trying for, to get the wise guys. They're trying to they need they 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 uh they're, an architect uh, brought them some plans for a new casino and you know someone yeah, I mean, in the who would pick someone in Vegas I, was like I hey <laughs> I wouldn't even pick Pitt at seven I wouldn't put pick pick Pitt at ten and a half in this game. There may I'm, be. I so I don't. I think I, I don't get it either, man. It, it's very perplexing to me as well. I mean, well, this isn't a ten-point spread. I don't get it. it. It makes no sense to me. And I've either watched. They're looking at this like Drake May's interception problems just continue to where now it starts to bite him in the ass, or but, they just think that you know, Pittsburgh can just on the other side of the ball. So exactly. then they, they they negate themselves. So that that changes everything. I don't. I'll, I'll be I'll be watching, but it seems like this is one of those games where by the third quarter I'm just kind of like, it, can something happen? Like, but other like, than the App State game, I mean, their defense is is held held stout. That was a, but and I'm, I will say this: I do like App State, and and App State is one of those. It is a very small program, but you go into App State, you passion. best. You best be prepared because that that fan base is Luke passionate. Combs University. Yeah, they are all about their football. Yeah. They the, and, and, they and the, will ride or die. And the Tar Heels almost found out, like Michigan found out. They did. Years. They almost did. They almost did. So well, but Pitt now. Speaking of effing around and finding out, here we are, the premiere of the premieres. Ohio State. What you talking about, Wills? Ohio State. Apparently, according to some, the Ohio State heading down to touchdown Jesus to South Bend, Indiana. Very cold. But there, you talk about a passionate fan base, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Ohio State takes on their beloved former alum, Marcus Freeman, yet again. We all remember how the matchup early in the season last year ended. A little bit of a different scenario or scenario if you're one of those fucking assholes. Um, Notre Dame has a brand new toy. 
So much so that he is given a piece of his bone and is wearing it as an accessory. <laughs> That's cool. That's very Mad Max-ish. And then you have also an unknown source and up and down, to say the least. <laughs> to some logical Ohio State fans, it could be improvement. To the delusional ones, it's all coming down and we're screwed. But those delusional ones, you just kind of just, you know, agree that, yeah, you know, you're right. The earth is flat. You know, I didn't think that, but then I talked to you and I, I, that's just now, I, that's what I know now, but we're good. It's just, yeah, exactly. Like you just don't talk to them anymore after that. It just, I love this game, Kyle. I love this game, Kyle McCord, because this is, ah. Uh, this tells me that this could be his little, like, okay, I haven't played well, but I know I'm going to be on the road. We're favored. Like, we're we're favored. We have the two dynamic weapons at receiver. Sam Hartman, he's 25, but in college, that's like 1,000. You know, it's, it's much different. <laughs> I'm a fan of Sam Hartman. He continues to rise up in draft boards. I... I don't like picking Notre Dame to win because I don't get along with their fan base. I just don't. But I don't really, I mean, so in this case, I'm go, I'm going with the, uh, I'm going with the favorite. I'm, I'm going with Ohio state because it's going to be, it, it looks like it's going to be rainy. I just think that uh, Ohio state actually has better perimeter threats they pretty much have everything like set like better than Notre Dame. It's just Notre Dame has the better quarterback. That's the only thing. No, I, 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 I worry about our quarterback, and I'm an Ohio State fan. And I will tell you right now, Ryan Day sort of feeling a little bit of it, uh, outside pressure. I will say that as well. This this could be kind of a hey, I'm still Ryan Day. It's still good to have me as a coach style of game. Yeah, because he 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 can't. I mean, let's be serious. Two two back to back years losing to Michigan. You've had a stellar stellar oh. years. And you lose Michigan twice in a row. This is your your one primetime game at the end of the day. Outside of that game for the year for him at the end of the day for what you've got, he he can't afford to lose this game. Ohio State can't afford to lose this game for one, because it's I on I'm, the peacock. <laughs> I am worried about Michigan, and I will t as an Ohio State fan, I fucking hate saying it, but I that. Sorry, that team up north. My bad. I apologize. Ohio State. <laughs> I, I said a curse word there on, on, a, on a live podcast. I am fucking sorry. <clears throat> but that we've team been, up north. We've been dogged for much worse. I, I am uh, I'm concerned with at the end of the day for us. But this game for me, too, I, I won't lie. As an Ohio State fan, I, I'm a little tedious on and the three point spread for me shows it because that's it's one of those games where it's a pick em. flip it's a coin a, it's a flip a coin and it's in Notre Dame it's it's up in South Bend I'm not worried about the weather for Ohio State because this type of weather is Ohio State Alley like that the weather is is not a factor for our players but I I'm worried about the quarterback we, we need Henderson to to show up Yes, he, Trayvon, he, Trayvon Henderson, man, we've been, bro, we, we're fans of you. We need you to, this needs he, to be like a 30 carry type game, like 150, yeah, it, like two tutties. 
Like, yeah. make his, this an his, ugly game. His performance so far this year has not been has not been stellar across. It hasn't. I mean, you got 30 carries on the year and 191 yards. He's, I mean, like that's it's abysmal. Y'all played three games. Yeah, he gets 10 carries a game. That's 10 carries a game. That's malpractice. And and who is the offensive coordinator? Supposedly, I don't this, even know. Well, yeah, I, I don't know where he's gone to, but yeah, but luckily, our, the only here's my here's my only saving grace for Ohio State in this game. Our only saving grace is our defensive mind, Jim Knowles. Yeah, well, now, um, not only that, our, Jack Eichenberg. That like that but, dude is. But our defense that, is stout. You you look yes. at the fact that they've given up, and we haven't. I'm again, we haven't played many great teams. But they've given up 20 points on the year so far, and Notre Dame gave up 24 uh, in week two against North Carolina State University. Okay, okay. So hold on, sir. Hold on, please. So I actually picked North Carolina State to upset Notre Dame because I thought with a veteran defense that had played him when he was at. Wake Forest and the defensive coordinator Tony Gibson was a notoriously aggressive defensive coordinator and uh, playing in Raleigh is again one of those places where it just shit can get weird especially if it's an early day but uh, there was like a massive rain delay and then Sam Hartman just happened to take off initially they were getting after him and getting a lot of pressure it just happened to just get away from them but mm. yeah like Ohio State's defense is much tougher this year than they have been in past and I think that's because yeah. It's been a message now. It's like, oh, yeah, like you said, two years in a row, like we've gotten essentially bitch slapped by the team up north, and that's not supposed to happen. So if you just have that pissed off mentality and just, you know, displaying that just to anyone, even just like it's almost like the water boy. Like it's like, oh, well, you want me to take care or tackle people that are making fun of me. So when Ohio State defenders step on the field, all they're doing is picturing J.J. McCarthy. Blake yeah. Corum, that, that's all they're – they're just picturing yeah. running through them, and it just happens to be someone else in an opposing jersey. I totally get it. And that, that – So that's know, our – that's – so I will go here. Ohio State wins the game, but it is it is by the graces of our defense at the end of the day. It's an ugly bit. It's it's a, it's a, it's it's a dog ugly, fight. It's going to win. It's going to – I hope I'm wrong in that, and I hope we, 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 we show up and show out, but – I think it's going to be an ugly win. I think our defense is going to be our saving grace in this game against Notre Dame in, blo- in, in South Bend. Still blows my mind that Trayvon Henderson only has is averaging 10 carries. 30 that's, carries. That's, that's yeah. wild. Okay. Brian Hartline or Ryan Day needs to start year. calling plays if that's the case. A beast well, last year. How well, do you – and you're yeah. playing you're playing Western Kentucky. Nobody's. Unless and you're saving him for this type of game where it's like, all right, we're going to give you 30 carries for three weeks to where, hey, that fourth week, we're going to give you 30 carries as a whole in that game. Like, with, unless this was a savior, you know, body type, you know, stretch, like, none of that makes sense. But, I, I mean, yeah, I'm rolling with Ohio State, too, just because just from a roster standpoint. And, again, I don't ever really want to pick Notre Dame to win just because, again, I don't get along with their fans. As I, I again, I just don't. But it's, it's <laughs> I I think that um. <laughs> okay, so it's really hard for me to see like this being like a Kyle McCord like show out game. I, I think this could yeah exactly. So this could be a 
he makes Kendrick, enough plays to yeah. keep the ball going. Like, you know, obviously you got the two perimeter threats and even um uh Carter Tate, the the slot, the young guy that everyone's already just kind of raving about as well. Like you got the perimeter weapons, but yeah, like get like get Trayvon involved like early. Like really like yeah. Well, especially now that, you know, if you're being compared to Michigan, like Michigan is basically just kind of like a physical Sorry, team. I didn't I didn't hear I didn't hear a word you just said right there. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, the excuse me, the the curse that I keep saying out loud. The team up north has like the actual like the physicality aspect. And you know, especially in a game like this, if Ohio State wants to kind of at least send a message to not only Notre Dame, but pretty much everyone else who's watching, including the team up north, it's like we can be physical too. Like we yeah. can run the ball down your throat. We can really play stout defense. We can play pissed off. You know, just I mean, but it's you know, time travelers are setting this up to already be a good game. It was already a big game even beforehand. Now it's just even more exciting. So as we just uh, come to the close here with this wonderful segment, man, we've had a good shit. Good, good shit. Absolutely, Zach. Great I need history. your, uh, I need your Heisman winner. And your national championship game and winner, really quick. I know you say you had something for me. So here you go, national championship, and, and this is going to go. It's going to be. I'm going with Georgia and USC, Ooh. and and if USC does make that that run of the ship, which they could. They have one of the toughest schedules to get through. Their next nine games are against six of their next nine games remaining this season are against top 25 opponents, three of which are against top 10 opponents. They make that run to the ship with, with that record. They beat the dogs. And I, and I am, I'm not a Trojan fan at all, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm running the Caleb Williams train. So you think Lincoln Riley can finally get over the hump. With, as with, of now, as of now, well, that could that could change. They they've got they've got some hurdles. This is why we do this week in and week out. Like a lot happens. They've got week in. They've and week got hurdles out. to overcome. If they overcome those hurdles, I don't see how anyone else beats them. I don't. I and I and so that's there's there's that one. So and do we're, you have we're gonna, Caleb winning back to back. No, I don't, sir. All right, there's yeah, that's good. There's a reason it's only happened once in the times that it's happened. Are 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 you ready? I I can, I can probably technically I am sitting down. So yes, I am. What I am ready. My pick for the Heisman on the pace that this man is is rolling through teams and the yards and that he is setting, following his and his. Father's footsteps. Shador Sanders pulls off an outstanding win and managed to come out with a Heisman. He's on pace to break the record for the most passing yards in college history. He's right now only 126 yards shy, throwing for Colorado. So there yeah. you go. He's, I... he's a, like, Three weeks in, he's 126 yards shy. He has to average 439 yards a game. 400 and 400 and 
70 some for the rest of the year to make break that out but he's thrown one pick and 10 touchdowns that man he's getting hit a lot and i that is he's they got to find a way to protect him a little better he's he's taking 12 sacks on the year but shador if he can manage to bring that team colorado to even a, a 10 win season which would be one win against either usc or oregon i don't see how you don't give that man a I'm sorry. That hey, man... I'm right there with you. I mean, I picked him last week, and he did. He came right out and had another. He, he they was down, and then obviously the 98 yards, you know, and he had his quote unquote Brady moment. The fact that Tom Brady is his mentor, and yeah. there's even talks that he's like right there, like with like Drake May, if not better than Drake May. Like, you know, there's already just kind of just that speculation that he could possibly even leave, you know, go into this year instead of next year if he's determined to be a top three pick. There's already tons of speculation with Shador right now. And, you know, I was already pretty much seeing it to begin with. And I can see how, especially if that many people are watching him on a weekly basis and he continues to just make play after play. You know, take away the the long drives, you know, just the, or even just take away the spectacular plays. The fact that when he has the ball in his hands, you feel as though you have a chance. And that's pretty much just what, what the Heisman really just simulates. You know, the players that are the best of the best. I'm right there with you. I, he, he has done nothing or no one. The one person I can see just from a numbers perspective, just because it looks good on paper, Michael Penix, if he – can if he throw if he pretty much finishes September averaging about 400 yards a, a game even though they're playing nobody and he does have a beautiful deep ball I will say he has a beautiful deep ball that just from a numbers perspective maybe not people seeing him play but just from if you just look at his numbers be like holy shit he's throwing for how much and just that could be probably the one I could see just being a little bit different just from a away from the playmaking ability, but simply just from a playmaker perspective and just the team rallying and basically just being behind this person 100%, that's for sure, Sador. My national championship game, uh, again, has changed. I'm going with um, Michigan and Florida State as of now. Wow. I'm saying the team up north, and I'm saying that Mike Norvell – Gets over the hump. As of now, beats Georgia and takes their spot in the championship game. As so of both of, so both of us have coaches making that break and getting over that hump finally that they they failed to do so so far. Well, Zach, this is what makes college football great right now. Even before the twelve team playoff, we're already having this parity. It's no longer writing in the five to eight teams that you would write in for, like just competing for championships. Like well, not even eight. You... It's been five or six. I mean, it's sorry. At the end of the day, it's five or six teams. Every, like that's, that's all it's been it like, ha- for the last decade. Plus. Yes, it has. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the last two years that it started to kind of widen a little bit. To, even out. I would say the last two years, you're right. Maybe you're getting into the eight team area. But before that, for the first eight years of this playoff situation, it's been five, maybe six teams at best. At best, six right. teams. 
Yeah, and every now and then... You're getting your Cincinnati. You're getting, you know, all these... Colorado could surprise if they if Colorado. Needs, <laughs> if Colorado I'm, not, needs, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just if that happens, like that would if be kind that of happens, funny. I would you, you Colorado could could surprise everyone. They could make that make that fucking jump into the into the final four. If not this year, definitely they could be a possibility next year. Again, like the amount of recruits and the amount of like transfers that Prime can get. There's only oh. like at this point. Who doesn't want to play for that man? Exactly. Like, whose dad or uncle or cousin isn't telling them, like, hey, like, here's a YouTube video of what this man used to do, like, how great he was. You want to listen to this man, like, just. And he teaches. I mean, and Nick Saban's been, he's been a teacher. I feel like Saban's was was one of those, he did teach. But, I mean, Prime, I'm sorry, I think he's on a different level. Exactly. He is teaching his own way. And people are just captivated by it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it just, I mean, he's almost made it like how USC used to be. Like you used to see, like when Pete Carroll was there, you would see a bunch of stars there. Like you, like at Colorado, you see again, like Lil Wayne, The Rock, Michael Irvin, Warren Sapp, like just like whomever, like just like, just like go down the list. Like you have all these people like interested in Colorado football for the first time in like 20 years. Like it's, it's absolutely astounding. But, Zach, yeah. before we get out of here, and I'm sure you know about this, can I tell you something else that's astounding? Can I take one moment to tell you about my friends at Acres Down South? You know about them, right? I do know about Acres Down South, sir. <laughs> absolutely. Elite merchandise, right? Game day polos, performance polos, infinity stretch so it moves with you. You stay cool and dry during any activity that you're doing. Zach, we were uh, one of the very first few people who actually uh, saw that company pretty much just kind of just go pretty much just from what they were to now what they are. It's They are just gaining all types of steam, not only just because of just uh, what I just listed off, but uh, the sweet hats. As you can see, I'm still rocking the, uh, the LSU all-white rope hat, uh, delicious seasoning and sauces, and this is my personal favorite, Zach. They're involved with NIL, man. Like they encourage college athletics to do a little business with them just so they can throw an extra coin in their pocket. So ladies and gentlemen, that's again, or again, acres down South, go to their website, give them a follow on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all the social aspects. When you go to their website, you see that beautiful merchandise. When you go to the checkout, make sure you enter the promo code three D P that's three D is in dog P is in pirate for 15% off your entire order. Limited one use per customer. Again, that promo code 3DP. Zach, thank you for joining me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for making us a part of your day, evening, whenever you listen. We have a huge slate, and it all starts tomorrow with just a little bit of a Thursday night teaser. So, Zach, my friend, I'm going to let you go ahead and get to bed. But thank you again for joining me. It's been a pleasure having you, sir. Thanks again for having me, sir, and we'll see you again later in in the year, sir. Absolutely. You enjoy the games, enjoy the weekend, and of course, go Tigers!